It felt like my head was spinning, and the words Mary spoke were just confetti in the wind. I need an exit plan. I think it might be over. Already. So soon. Exit plan had just gotten going. Tony. Well, well, John is saying he's done with this work and I don't blame him. We knew it would be dangerous, but I guess we all believed it would be okay. We were the heroes of this story. So nothing would happen but, but Tony. Ah, uh, look, I'll, I'll just play the journals. I'm not sure what else I could say now. New job, boys. Could you be any more gay? Oh, hold on. Let me do a flourish and say, oh my. That is pretty much the gayest thing I've seen. And I've been to a gay orgy. What? When? Was that before you met me? Guys, we can talk about the gay orgies later. Or maybe you can keep those details to yourself. They sound a bit personal. But what sort of job is it? The best sort. Don't go there. I was going to say a paying job. That's the best sort. I took a call from Imperial Iron. They're having trouble on their new site. The union has called a stop to work until a little mystery is solved. They're paying us our usual fee. Plus, I threw in a little extra danger pay and away from home allowance and equipment expense. They're buying us our armor. Which we'll probably need on this one, girls. Okay. Uh, what's the score? Here. Read for yourself. Hmm... Oh, gee, that's a bit rough. So, the last security consultants lost someone. Beaten, chewed on, and drowned. I'm not sure our armour covers us for that. Or did you order the Tony Stark special? But seriously, we need to go into this with our heads screwed on. So, about two weeks ago, the workers started putting together the mining camp. They heard unexplained noises, including animal growls and the... Sounds of someone moving around amongst the tools and stores. One worker says they were confronted by someone and was knocked down. But his friends chased off whoever attacked him. Tracy, the union rep, announced they would down tools and not return until the site was secured. Fair enough, I think. The workers are there to build a camp, not engaged in cage matches with unknown assailants. Let's see... Uh, blah, blah, blah... Star One Security was called in to secure the site. Uh, they put up a fence and went about making the site secure. Surely there was already fencing and security. They had a couple of guards, one on the evening shift and the other who manned the booth on the road leading into the camp. There's just no one that far out to guard against. Uh, and they left with the workers. They were security workers, but not that kind of security. Star One are security contractors. A bit more like us. Sort of private police, though, where we're investigators. So the guy Star One lost, last reported she was checking out a noise behind a demountable. She was found about a kilometre away in a nearby creek. Chewed, beaten, before being drowned. Only chewed, not eaten. Apparently her teammates arrived pretty quickly on the scene 
and they think they chased off whatever it was. I've already contacted the local rangers, and they say there are definitely no crocodiles that far inland, and really that far south in any event. The creek is freshwater and dries up by the end of the dry season. Well, unfortunately, my books don't cover Australia or Australian methods. Method? Yeah, like mythological critters. Like, if cryptid is Bigfoot, then a werewolf would be a method. Could it be a werewolf? The only information I have about werewolves indicates they tend to prey on friends and family. They also tend to be grisly and gruesome killers. I strongly suspect that if we ever come across a werewolf, we'll know it when we see it. It isn't a ghoul or rakshasa, and isn't a gnome or maroi. That covers off everything we've personally dealt with. But John, you came across something at a mine camp once before. Yeah, that was a few years ago. I don't know what it was, but the best description was it was kind of like a wookie. Tall, covered in fur, had sharp canines and incisors, but I didn't get the feeling it was so savage. Scary, yeah, for sure. But I just hit it and kicked it and ran away. This thing has attacked two people. One of them was a trained security specialist, so you can bet they didn't go down easily. The only reason the first guy wasn't mauled was because his mates all turned up in time. We'll have to take everything, including the kitchen sink, up with us. Holy symbols, silver, oak stakes, iron, the works. I can't believe we pushed ahead with that job. But I guess it was what we made Exit Plan for. To learn more about the world, the real world, and to protect people. Mary warned us against going, you know, without knowing what to expect, but... I've taken first watch. In a couple of hours, Tony will join me. And then a couple of hours after that, I'll go to bed and John will replace me. We figure the first couple of hours should be okay with me by myself. I'll just prattle to myself for the record. We got here yesterday after a day and a half of driving northeast from Perth. We are pretty much as in the middle of nowhere as it is possible to be without being in the middle of the Pacific in a raft. We decided to drive rather than trying to get all our equipment on and off a plane. John brought his gun. Tony and I still aren't certified yet for armed security work. That's the next certificate we're working on. Mary was very helpful in getting our gear together. She ordered the armour and got it through customs and delivered inside of a week. I feel a bit like a science fiction post-apocalyptic warrior with my plastic pads and plates over grey mesh and dark blue Kevlar. We had a test of one set by putting it on a dummy and stabbing and slashing it with a machete. It stood up well to the punishment without tearing or cutting. I then put the suit on and the guys, gently at first, started hitting me with a baton. Taking the hits on the nylon pads worked a treat. Even when John whacked me across the back as hard as he could, all that happened was I staggered forward and coughed to regain my breath. I'm pretty sure that without that armour, I've had a shattered spine, but the interlocking plates down the back and across the ribs did their job and locked together, spreading the force of the impact. I reckon whatever mauled the Star 1 guard will still be able to drown me, but at least I'll have trouble gnawing on me and the beating shouldn't be too bad. Hmm. When I say it like that, I think maybe this isn't the greatest idea on the planet. Still, they are paying very well, and I have a GPS panic button. 
it's one of those things you might give to your elderly relative who has a tendency of wandering off and being eaten by vampires. Oh, basically, if my heart rate suddenly jumps up or drops down or the unit suffers a sudden acceleration or deceleration event, an alarm goes off and my signal is picked up by a unit sitting next to Tony and John. They'll come running if anything happens to me that I can't handle. I also have a panic button I can press to call for help. If none of that works, they'll know where to collect my corpse from, which is nice. What? What was that? I, I thought I heard something. No, nothing. Wow. Something made the sound, but we're out in the middle of the wilderness, so there's bound to be emus, wombats, stuff scratching around. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a cat. Then pounce, rawr! And so all over for the fool who thought it was just a cat. Actually, I'm just going to turn my night vision camera on and have a bit of a look around. We don't have night vision goggles yet. They're pricey for the good ones, and we couldn't get both the armor and the goggles this time around. The armor is probably the better bet. But I do have a little IR camera plug-in for my phone. It only sees about 30 meters out with the infrared LEDs it comes with. But I'll pick up near IR from other objects too. Though, they have to be pretty hot to show up. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Let's see. Uh, no, I can't see anything. Oh wait, there's some eyes. Looks like, uh, what? Is that a bilby or a numbat? Some sort of marsupial rat? Well, I'm not a zoologist. But it's small and it looks like it prefers to eat even smaller critters. I've done a couple circuits of the camp and found nothing. We've already gone over the place in the daylight, but yeah, we couldn't find much then either. This night patrol was just a hunch that we're facing something nocturnal. But... If we don't find anything in a week, we've been told construction will continue ahead with new workers. And Pierre Lyon is working out a deal with danger pay or something. What was that? That was much bigger than the bilby I saw. Where's the bloody panic button? It's too hard to find when I'm in a panic. Is that you there? Crap tone. I thought you were, well, you know. Nope, not yet. I think it's only a matter of time before one of us is turned into a vampire or werewolf, but not yet. What? What do you mean? Oh, silly. That's how these things work, don't you know? A brave monster hunter gets turned into a monster, and so his friends have to decide what to do. You know, dramatic tension. This is going out to the masses as a dramatic podcast, isn't it? It's supposed to be more documentary than drama. Oh, that's a shame. I'd make a great character. Full of whimsy, but deep. The only problem is no one can see the purple tips you've got in your hair and they can't see the way you've styled your combat armour. The style comes across in the voice and tone. I bet it does. Have you found anything? No. Some nocturnal marsupial action, but that's all. This spot here is where the guard was attacked. I imagine the attacker came from around the corner like you did. That would only be a couple of metres to cover. You wouldn't even have to be a supernatural monster to manage that. Unless it didn't come from the corner. This guard was well trained and would have been well aware of the shortest paths of attack. Yes, I remember my training too. So the guard would have been keeping an eye on the corner. 
unlike me. The crunch of this gravel would have alerted them to something sneaking up from that way. Then where did the monster come from? The roof? Or those trees? Oh, the trees seem to be far away. That's got to be like 10 metres. I reckon I could pull my taser and fire in that time it took someone across that. I'll go over there and come at you. See what it's like in the dark. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. We should wait until the daytime and John is back up. What? No, I'll be fine. I don't need John protecting me all the time. I was worried about me, you goose. I'll just go back here. Okay. I... I can't see you now. Um... Any time now, Tony? Tony? Are you coming or what? This is becoming less funny every passing second. Tony? Not so quick with the taser there, big man. Far out, Tone. This armor is too expensive to crap my dax in. Point taken. With a bit of surprise and speed, something could easily cover that distance before a scared silly guard could react. (laughs) Tony! Eat this! What's happened? Tony! The good news was that John found the attacker not far away, bleeding profusely from multiple contusions on her head from where I had slugged it. It didn't last long under John's frenzied beating. Turns out to be some kind of... Ah, jeez, the best description would be mutant. It looked mostly like a woman, but with... An enlarged jaw, filled with needle-sharp teeth. A snub nose, deep-set eyes and pointed, bat-like ears. Her hands were claws, and there was webbing under the arms, connected to the creature's ribcage. My best guess is it was what's known as a vampire thrall. According to David Geldstein in his book, vampires are able to transform humans into their servants, and one aspect of that is just what I described. Why a thrall was attacking people on a mine site is anyone's guess. I assume it was a Scooby-Doo situation, where a powerful vampire wanted to influence the share price or success of Imperial Iron, and so sent a minion to disrupt the mine. The bad news is Tony is still in hospital from his injuries. His armour stopped the initial impact and subsequent beating from killing him. There were bite marks on his arm plates and scratches on his breastplate, but it was the gash on the head that knocked him out. He hit his head on a rock when he was thrown to the ground. He's been unconscious in an induced coma for two days. John is not moving from his side. He's already said he and Tony are out. We went into this thinking we knew it would be dangerous, but 
Like it's something different when the fun and games end and someone ends up in hospital. I don't think I can continue on my own. I need to, but I don't think I can. It felt like my head was spinning and the words Mary spoke were just confetti in the wind. I need an exit plan. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be released at the same time next week. The novel of Exit Plan Season 1 will be released at the end of March 2019. If you would like to help support the production of this and future works, please consider buying a copy or recommending it to a friend. Thank you to Mark Regan for the voice of John and David Ryan Kinsman as Tony. To keep up to date follow at Gravity Undone on Twitter or Facebook.